Hi, everyone. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jeremy. Authors of See You at the Campground, a guide to discovering community, connection, and a happier family in the great outdoors. Ten years ago, we bought a pop-up camper that changed our lives and introduced us to the joys of RV travel. Join us now as we talk about where to camp, what gear to bring, and the best food to cook. We'll also keep you dialed in with the latest RV innovations for people in the know. Pull up a chair and join us around the digital campfire. This is the RV Atlas. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the RV Atlas. We are back with Carrie Cox Week, and I'm so excited to have her, and I know Stephanie's excited to have her, and we just have appreciated her great content so much over the years, and I'm dying to take a trip to Colorado. This is a dream trip for me, so again, selfishly, I'm just really excited to hear her campground review today. But before we dive in, we have a sponsored message from our friends at Jayco. Jayco has helped generation after generation create family memories since 1968. Offering travel trailers, fifth wheels, toy haulers, Class C and Class A motorhomes, it's easy to find the perfect Jayco for your family. With an industry-leading two-year limited warranty, beautiful design, and innovative safety features, you can be confident in your Jayco. Visit your local Jayco dealer or head on over to Jayco.com for more information. Jayco, generations of family fun. Carrie, welcome back to the show. Hey, Carrie. Hey, I'm so excited to tell you about Colorado. Is it better than Shark Week? Yeah. Well, Colorado campgrounds are actually pretty tricky for people to navigate. So this is great, right? Like there's a lot of options, but people are always like very confused about which ones are good for accessing what places of the park. And so I think that just having a wonderful recommendation will really help folks. Yeah, it's one of those places where there's just not like that clear choice. You know Mm -hmm. how you go to some national parks and you're like, everybody says, this is the 10 out of 10. This is the best you can get. Do this park. You'll love it even if you weren't going to the national park. And unfortunately for Rocky Mountain National Park, there just isn't that 10 out of 10. There's lots of parks that have good aspects and they have drawbacks. And this is such a popular place. And so it really helped me. I hoped it helped other people to kind of get those details on this park um, that we're going to talk about today, Estes Park Campground at Mary's Lake. I think that's totally 100% correct. So I think that this is going to be super helpful for a lot of people. Yeah, and I think there even are some good ones that just then they're not close enough. There's ones right. that have tough no, cancellation th- policies. I think that that's it's, what Carrie's saying place. is there's yeah. not a clear choice, right? And in some national parks like Smokies, there's like 10 clear choices. So right? true. Yeah. <laughs> so true. So, you, and you're yeah. like tortured trying to decide. All right, so tell us kind of where this campground is in relation to the actual park. So Estes Park is really that kind of um, – home base for Rocky Mountain National Park. It's a really cute little town that has that, it kind of has some of that classic touristy stuff where you have your fudge shop, you have your t-shirt shops, but then you also find like lots of outdoorsy shops. So it's kind of like the little bit hipper tourist spot, Um, but it puts you just right at the park's gate. And this um, SS Park Campground at Mary's Lake is right in Estes Park. You're going to be 8,000 feet in elevation, which is nice because you get that cooler weather. And then you have wide open views of the Twin Sisters Peaks uh, right around there. 
Looks like a beautiful campground. I mean, it really does have that Rocky Mountain National Park feel to it from the photos that you've shared. Yeah. So I think there's, you know, there's people who will say, I can talk about this a little bit later, that it doesn't have, like, there's people who complain that it doesn't have that, like, beautiful National Park setting, you know, because you're, you don't have like the trees and the rocks at your side and all of that kind of stuff. Like if you envision yourself in the Rocky Mountain National Park and you have all of that um, traditional kind of rustic campground, you don't have that here, but you have other really good things that, that can make up for that. We um, did not opt to stay in the park itself because uh, Rocky Mountain National Park does not have campgrounds that have hookups. Mm -hmm. So even if we could have lived without water and sewer, we just really are still electric, um, electricity dependent. (laughs) It's one of the non-negotiables for us. And so no matter how beautiful those parks looked, they just weren't for our family. So that's okay, Carrie, we are not super electric. We we have solar and a generator, which makes us electric (laughs) independent. (laughs) But that's the only reason why I'm with you on that before we got hooked, you know, before we really did that alternate energy. I was the same way for sure. I want to be able to run that air conditioning. Yeah, Yeah. charge things. Yeah, so we've talked before about our our children don't necessarily love travel. They're not in the travel for the sake of travel. So one of those things that we do is we do go back to our campground and use our devices all night long as much as we want. So we we really wanted electricity. Um, So this was, you know, a great park for having your electricity and all of that kind of stuff um, for us as park. Yeah. All right, so tell us more. Like, uh, what else do we need to know about this this campground? This is a public park, so even though it's not actually part of Rocky Mountain National Park, it is managed by the Estes Park, um, Estes Valley Park and Recreation District. They also have another campground called the East Portal, which does look a little more scenic at your campsite because it does have trees and shade, but it's for tents only. And then for RVs up to 22 feet in length. And I think if you're probably in that 20 foot range, you're, you just want to make sure you're comfortable with navigating it. It looked like the roadways were a lot more uh, narrower and hard to back into your sites for some of those sites. So depending on your comfort level with getting your rig into places, that might be a really pretty choice if you fit in there and can navigate it. Well, for a pretty um, campground that doesn't have a very pretty name, East Portal Campground, that might be the yeah. least pretty campground name I've ever heard of. <laughs> well, the, the campground, though, that you're reviewing seems like it's pretty easy for the big rigs to get in and out. Yes, yes. And so we knew when we booked this, we were still pretty new at towing Birdie 2.0, which is closer to 30 feet. So for us, we were just kind of still apprehensive about getting ourselves in and out of certain places. Um Um, that's also part of the reason we didn't opt for the KOA or the Jellystone. So both the KOA and the Jellystone get pretty good reviews, um, but they're built more into a hillside. So you are going to have those trickier roads to navigate and your, your sites are going to be, some of them are tucked into the trees, which is pretty, but uh, we just weren't quite sure of the navigation there. And then also um, we weren't sure about cell signal at some of those. So you're, if you're in the mountain itself, you just have to know you may not get a cell signal. Where this, you're not in the mountain, you're looking at the mountains, and you get that, that wide open view and a cell signal to go with it. Now, was it hard to get a site here for you guys? 
We booked it pretty much as soon as they opened. I, I set a reminder because we knew we were going. So I think it booked maybe six months out. And um, they do have 130 campsites. That's a pretty good number. About half are suitable for RVs. Um, and I think this park, again, it's kind of a little under the radar. I think you can get in. I, I don't want to say like at the last minute, um, but you can, I think it doesn't like, it's not like Florida National, Florida State Parks where it fills up the day it opens, but um, you just definitely want to watch out for when it opens and be ready to book. Um, they also have some walk-in sites, even for the RV sites. I didn't quite catch exactly how the rules for that worked. Like if you came, if you could only stay one night or if you walked in and said, I need four nights at that site if they give it to you. Um, but that's definitely worth checking into if you are one of those last minute people call and see, Hey, how do I get one of those walk-in sites? And we'll link to the, um, to the, you know, to the campgrounds website in the, in the show notes and everybody can see your pictures there. Now, Carrie's going to come back in a second and talk to us about some of the amenities at this campground. But before she does so, we have a sponsored message from our friends at RV SnapPad. RV Snap Pads are the world's only permanent jack pad. They attach permanently to your RV leveling jack so you don't have to carry around blocks of wood and plastic blocks to level your RV and motorhome. You just snap them on one time and then they stay on there. You don't even think about it anymore. And you're all set. You don't have to send your kids all around the RV every time you back in to put the pads on. More relaxing. I mean, you get that (laughs) cold drink in your hand faster with RV Snap Pads. Now the children don't have to go around and do it. Um, And, you know, you don't have to carry them in your bin it frees up your storage also so you have them permanently mounted they also help with the movement in the rv they make a more stable environment and our friends john and heather swear that their winnebago class a motorhome is more stable and i feel it too well they have a high profile right those motorhomes some of those class a's can have a real high profile so they really get that wind and everything they feel the movement in there and they say that these have cut back on that rv snap pads are not afraid of wind (laughs) so visit rvsnappad.com they're sold out right now but they're not going to be forever there's some supply chain issues as we all know and they're awesome and everyone wants them (laughs) so go ahead make sure you're following them at rv snap pads so you can get your pair when you need them follow them on instagram too all right carrie talk to us about amenities at this campground sure so this is a park that does have full hookups and electricity and (laughs) all of those important things and sewer so that's what was important to us because we really again we we still use all those um but you will not find um, much else as far as like things to, to do in the park. Um, they have a pool, but it wasn't open while we were there, of course, due to COVID. And I don't know, like you can swim in the Rocky Mountain or like in the Rockies, but it, the weather's often below 60 at night. So you're kind of, um, I don't and like you're not you just don't have great swimming weather. I guess your children will some children will jump, jump in there anyway. I think you mean anyway. our children. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 Which swam in like like sixty degree weather oh, in right. Mount yeah. Rushmore. Oh, they were swimming in Lake George, it was fifty three degrees. Yeah, but no, we get it. I don't go in and I don't pine yeah. for a pool in, in the mountain weather. I, right, right. My kids 
kids turn themselves blue in um, San Francisco. You can walk across the street to Mary's Lake, um, but this is a lake that's not a swimming or kayaking lake or any of that, but it's good for fishing. They had some cool pictures in the camp store. Um, so that's where, of course, the park gets its name because it's across from Mary's Lake. Um, they have a shower house, but you do have to pay for the showers. And I saw this question come up on the Facebook group, like why do places charge for showers sometimes? My theory is partly, first of all, if it's a dry place where water, you know, where they're regulating water, they're going to charge to keep you from taking an hour long shower. And then secondly, in this area, you have a lot of boondockers um, or people camping in, in campgrounds without facilities. So I think they charge just to kind of keep those, um, get, get something out of those off-the-street people who might drive in and show up for the shower. Free showers might just attract the wrong crowd, exactly. those crazy boondockers, <laughs> crazy those crazy dry campers. They, they got their... They got their Subaru Crosstracks that have been through hell and back and covered in stickers. And Towing their little handmade weed. teardrop campers. Yeah, they're using their legal hippie weed. So you don't want them coming in, taking advantage of your free showers. <laughs> right, any other insider details that we should know about if we're going to go here? Um, so this campground does not have Wi-Fi, but like I said, you can get it. You can get your Verizon signal. Um, SS Park does have some restaurants, McDonald's, uh, there's coffee shops. There's not a lot of fast food in town. Um, but my main insider details, get up to watch the sunrise at least once. It's really spectacular to see it coming over the ridge. You kind of see the morning light. So I sent, spent my 45th birthday in this campground and got up and went out and watched the sunrise. So that's um, something really cool you can do here. Sounds good to me. All right, we have a little bit more info from Carrie and some recommendations for good eats around the campground. But before we dive in, talking about good eats, before we dive in, we have a sponsored message from our friends at Blackstone. Blackstone is the original outdoor griddle. With millions of Blackstone sold, they are changing the way that America America cooks outdoors. Blackstone lets you cook everything you can cook on a traditional grill and a thousand things you can't. Want an incredible breakfast? How about lunch or dinner? The solid steel flat top infuses the flavors and you've got enough surface to cook for the hungriest army. Pick the size and style that is perfect for you because there's a Blackstone for everybody. And if it's not a Blackstone, it's not a griddle. Cook anything, anytime, anywhere. Head over to blackstoneproducts.com to see their complete lineup of griddles and accessories. So now I'm hungry. Where do we eat around this campground? Well, we had went with the expectation that due to COVID, we weren't going to do restaurants. You know, we, we actually took food for the first time. We usually don't stock up on food and all of that. Uh, but we had a menu, everything. But anyway, we got to Estes Park and there were lots of great outdoor options that made us feel totally comfortable. One of those was a place called The Barrel. This is an open air beer garden and they bring in different food trucks uh, we happened to be there when oh i cannot say spanish words la casina de mama <laughs> i know i butchered that i really am sorry uh, this food truck was there they had just amazing street tacos um, but if you don't find that food truck there they also have a restaurant in town so that would be a great great choice and i think their restaurant might have had some outdoor seating um, but they also take the food truck to different locations and you can find out on their website where it is and Go hunt it down if you want street tacos. All right. Now, getting New York pizza in Colorado is an oxymoron. And in more that. ways than one, we're a little suspicious, <laughs> but tell us more. 
Yeah, so Antonio's Real New York Pizza, it has the word real in the title, and we believe they were the real deal because when I called, their answering machine had a guy with a New York accent. He was, it was so it was really funny. Carrie, you're from Missouri. I know. He was probably from he, Ohio. He was like playing the Sopranos on TV right. and trying to mimic it. Yeah. So we were, he was, his, his um, message sounded a little grump, not grumpy in a bad way, but like, like, hey, we're really sorry. We can't, we just don't have our interior open right now because of COVID, but we still want to feed you. So go online, order a pizza, and we'll bring it out. You know, they have a um, outdoor table where after you place your order online, it tells you when to come. They text you when it's your turn to walk up to the table and they're passing out pizzas in the parking lot. And they have a couple picnic tables open. We saw a lot of people just eating in their car. Probably they'd come out of the mountain out of a day of adventuring and they were just digging into their pizza. During COVID times, we've been eating out of the car. I, not, I, Stephanie's not been involved in this. No. The boys and I are like constantly like just opening the tailgate and just like eating in the back of the truck. Yeah, we saw a lot of people doing that. And the weather is so beautiful there that you can you can totally do that. Um, like I said, I also had my birthday while I was there. And I really didn't want birthday cake, but we had passed this place called You Need Pie. And, you know, that's some good marketing right there because I did need pie, it turned out. Um, so we had like really good coconut cream pie. I also liked that they had late hours. Sometimes pie places are those kind of places that close at like two. Yeah, like coffee and, shops or tea shops. Yeah. And you're like, what good does that do me? Yeah. So I was like nine o'clock, like you can get your pie and be a night owl. So that I think that's good marketing. And we went to this place called Fresh Burgers, Burger Stop. It was a drive through, but you could pick up like homemade, really good burgers and fresh cut French fries. It was kind of crazy while we were waiting in line, a dust, dust devil blew up. So we were watching and we saw this sign go flying in the air and we're like, huh, it must be windy. Well, then all of a sudden it turned into a real spiral, um, spiral, uh, like cloud. I can't think of the word, but in a little, um, house from a mini golf place went flying up so russell here's another russell story he kind of panicked he was like we've got to get out of here <laughs> coming at us and i'm like where are we gonna go and he's like i don't know so he just kind of gunned it and got us out of the line where we were waiting to pick up our burgers <laughs> we took off well there's they were to go, and of course the wind hit us, and it was just like smacked the car. It was no big deal, but we come from Tornado Alley, so you just don't know when when it's going to turn into a big deal. You have a healthy respect we're, we're for gonna, weather. We're going to do a yeah. whole other epi- uh, episode with Russell, like Russell. Russell's version Russell's of the trip, version and he's going to be and he's going to be like trip. and he's going to be like Carrie's full of it. This whole trip was yeah. miserable. It was tornadoes, and I oh, couldn't gosh. pee in the stream, and all of that stuff. Right, yeah, you got a couple. He, go ahead. This was totally a trip to indulge me. I have to say, like, my family, they like, you know, seeing different things, but they're not as obsessed with the mountains as I am. So this was really all about me. It was supposed to be our son Ben's kind of senior going away trip, his last trip for college. And um, our younger son ended up getting to join us because his summer camp got canceled. So I was secretly happy because I got to drag all my family to the mountains, whether they were all happy or not. <laughs> you all look happy in the pictures. You're, you're, you're the, we you, do. you were happy or you were doing a good job faking it? My 15-year-old will say, oh, is this the Instagram version of our life? So, I, you know, you just have to always know our life is not always the Instagram version. There's tornadoes. There's peeing on the Continental Divide. There's But there's also Huckleberry tears, Ice Cream. There is Huckleberry ice cream. So the Munchkin House is where I found Huckleberry ice cream. And I don't know that Huckleberry is as big in Colorado as like 
Wyoming and Yellowstone, but um, I did happen to track down huckleberry ice cream and jam and syrup. So I was pretty happy. All right. Awesome, Carrie. Thank you so much. Now, we're going to still get one more campground review from you next week. So give everybody a sneak peek. What is the campground we're going to talk about next week? Yeah, so I'm excited to tell you about Tiger Run. It's kind of one of those legendary Colorado campgrounds that is like the full-on um, kind of manicured resort in the mountains. So I'm excited to tell you about that one too. Can't wait. And thank you so much for doing these great episodes with us. Really, really appreciate it. Inspiring me to get to Colorado and hopefully we see you soon at the see campground. See you at the campground, Gary. See ya. Thanks. A big thank you for listening to this episode of the RV Atlas. And a big thank you to our sponsors. They provide great quality products and resources for RVers and also support the production of this show. We personally believe in them and are happy to share our favorite products with you. You can find blog posts and links with everything mentioned in this episode over at thervatlas.com. And you can join the friendliest group of RVers over on Facebook in our private RV Atlas group. And as always, we'll see you at the campground. See you at the campground. <laughs>